Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from storytellers around the world who will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids, how are you? I'm very happy because today we're going to hear from the wonderful storyteller Liz Weir, who's from Northern Ireland. And she's got two fairy tales for you. People in this part of the world tell lots of stories about fairies and little people. But fairies are not always so good. In fact, sometimes they're pretty darn tricky. They like doing things like putting nettles on your pillow and they've been known to steal babies and even children. Eek! Just before we start the story, I wonder if you could have a think which you would prefer to be, a fairy or a giant? And why? Have a little think about that while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Ready? Off you go. Hello, super great kids, I'm back. What did you decide? Would you rather be a fairy or a giant? I think I'd rather be a fairy because I just love to be able to fly and to live in the trees and to magic up gold and jewels to give to people who deserve it. How about you? Would you rather be a giant? So you could go galumphing around squashing annoying people and getting to the shops and back in just two huge strides. Difficult to make friends with very little people though, as we hear in that story about the lonely giant. Now, are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Are you ready to meet Liz and hear her first stories? Then let's give a warm welcome to Liz Weir. Hello, super great kids. My name is Liz Weir, and I live in Northern Ireland. And today I'm going to tell you not one, but two stories. Not far from where I live, there's an island called Rathlin Island. Only 70 people live on the whole island. And this story comes from that very place. A long time ago on Rathlin Island, there was a boy called Jim. He was about nine years old and he loved living on the island. He liked to help bring the cows in for milking. He liked to help going out lifting eggs when the hens laid their eggs under the hedges. But his favourite job was going out picking blackberries, plump, juicy blackberries, because he'd come home with blackberry juice down his chin as he ate quite a few along the way. He always wore his oldest clothes going out, clothes with tears in the jumper or holes in the knees of his trousers because he always came home covered in muck and dirt. And his mother always said the same things to him before he went out. One, come home before dark. Very important. But the other thing she said was, don't go near the fairy tree. We have these special trees in Ireland. They stand alone in the middle of the field. People don't touch them. They're old hawthorn trees because they say that's where the fairies live. So off he went to pick up the blackberries. 
his mother thought she'd make his favourite dinner. And I'm sure you couldn't guess what it was. Some people say, was it spaghetti? Was it pizza? But no, this was long, long ago. You didn't get things like that then. His favourite dinner was a thing called champ. Lovely mashed potatoes, spring onions chopped up and heated up in milk. Oh, he loved champ with a big dollop of butter on the top. But his mother waited and waited and he didn't come home. She knocked on all her neighbours' doors. Have you seen Jim? Have you seen my boy? Everybody said no. And then she panicked because it was getting dark. So all the people went out with lamps to search for him, call his name. They couldn't find him. Now, Rathlin Island can be a dangerous place to go missing at night. It's got steep, rocky cliffs. It's got big caves. And his mummy was scared that something had happened to him. And she sat there all night long until it was time for the men to go out searching again. All the next day, men and women and children from the island were out looking for him. It was as if he'd just vanished. But then at supper time the next night, she heard the door open. She heard footsteps coming across the floor. She looked up and there was her boy. Now, like many's a mummy, she didn't know whether to be cross with him or to hug him, but she hugged him anyway and she said, where have you been? But when she looked at him, he looked quite different. His face was scrubbed and shining. His hair was beautifully combed. Even the back of his neck was clean. There were no holes in his sweater. There were no darns or holes in his trousers. He looked as though he was wearing brand new clothes. She said, what happened to you? Oh, mummy, he said, I was coming home late. And I was coming past that old tree you call the fairy tree. And there was a big bush full of blackberries and I started picking them. But all of a sudden, I felt myself getting nipped and pinched and I looked down and there was a ring of little people, no bigger than my knee. Fairies. They grabbed me, they pulled me down onto the fairy hill, they put me into a big bath of soapy water, they scrubbed my face, they scrubbed my hair, they took my clothes washed them and fairy tailors stitched up all the holes and all the tears so they looked like brand new clothes. Then Jim's mother remembered an old story that her granny had told her that if the fairies ever capture a human boy or a human girl and if inside one day they can clean them of every trace of our world they can keep them. But here was Jim home safe and sound. Oh his mummy was so pleased. They put him to bed. He said his prayers. But about an hour later, she heard him cry, Mummy! And she ran in and he was sitting up in bed. He said, My finger's sore. When she looked down, there, under the nail on the middle finger of his right hand, was a thorn from a blackberry bush. And those fairies, with all their scrubbing and all their cleaning, had missed that tiny thorn. But it was just enough of a link to our world to bring him home safely again. So if you ever come to Ireland and you scuff your shoes, you catch yourself on a branch or you get a bit dirty, don't worry a thing about it. It makes sure you'll come home safe and sound and the fairies won't take you. Thanks for that, Liz. And thank goodness for that blackberry prickle. Didn't Jim have a lucky escape? When David and I visited Liz in her beautiful home in Northern Ireland, she showed us some fairy trees. They were like hawthorn trees standing alone in the middle of a field and they had some little stones laid in a circle round them. Mm. So we made pretty sure we didn't get too close. Now, 
Liz is a bit like a treasure chest of stories. She can just pull stories out of her head like a magician pulling rabbits out of a top hat. So, here is another little fairy story which she gave us to share with you. I live in Northern Ireland and right in the middle of Northern Ireland there's a big, big lake called Loch Ness. Now, it's not the Scottish one. That's Loch Ness. They get the monster. No, this is a lake that was formed by a giant. An Irish giant called Finn McCool was fighting with a Scottish giant. And one day he scooped up a handful of soil, threw it across at Scotland, and it missed. And it landed in the middle of the Irish Sea. And it became an island called the Isle of Man. And where he scooped up the soil, filled up with water, and that's Loch Ness ever since. And that's where the story I'm going to tell you comes from. There was once a fisherman called Seamus. He used to take his boat out in Loch Ness, but this loch, this big, big lake, is so big, it gets like a sea in the wintertime, and sometimes it's too rough to take a boat out. So poor Seamus had to go round chopping wood, which he sold around the doors for money to keep his family happy. He had an old rusty axe, and one day he was chopping beside the lake when splash, his axe fell in. Without that axe, he had no means of feeding his family. So he put his head in his hands and he started to cry. <laughs> What's wrong, said a voice. When he looked up, there in the water was a tiny boat. And in that tiny boat was a tiny fisherman with a fishing rod and line. It was a fairy. What's wrong, Seamus, said the fairy. Oh, he said, I've lost my axe. Would you like me to find it for you? Yes, please, said Seamus. So the fairy cast out a fishing line. I don't know if any of you can do this, but I'm just going to cast out this line and then reel back, reel back, reel back, reel back. And there in the end of the fishing line was a golden axe. Is this your axe? Oh, no, thank you, said Seamus. My axe wasn't made of gold. Oh, let's try again, said the fairy. Let's cast our fishing lines out. Reel it back, reel it back, reel it back. There in the end was an axe made of silver. Is this your axe? No, thanks. No, my axe wasn't made of silver. Thank you very much, though. Third time, Lucky. Let's reel out our line. Shh, throw out the fishing line, reel it back. And there on the end was Seamus's old axe. Oh, thank you so much, said Seamus. Do you know, said the fairy, you're a very honest person. I'm going to give you a reward. And bing! There on the shore was the golden axe, the silver axe, and Seamus's old axe, and the fairy just disappeared. Seamus was delighted. He brought the gold and silver axes home and sold them for a lot of money. But he had a friend called Michael who thought, <laughs> I'm going to get happy. When he heard Seamus's story, he decided to do the same. He had an old rusty saw, and he took it down to the loch shore, and he looked around to make sure nobody was looking, and he threw in the saw, and then he did that pretend crying thing. I'm sure you've seen that. <laughs> a voice said, What's wrong, Michael? Oh, it was the fairy. And he said, I lost my saw. Did you indeed, said the fairy. Would you like me to help you get it? Yes, said Michael. Never said please. The fairy gave him a look. Now the fairy cast out his fishing line. Can you help me cast it out? And when he reeled it back, reeled it back, reeled it back, there in the end was a saw made of gold. Is this your saw, Michael? Yes, that's my saw. 
Indeed it is not, said the fairy. You know as well as I do, your soul wasn't made of gold. And with that, the fairy, the fishing boat, and the golden saw disappeared. Seamus and his family lived happily ever after, but Michael, he had to go and buy himself a brand new saw. And I think it served him right. Oh, thank you very much to Liz Weir for that story. Poor old Michael. We quite often hear stories about two friends or sometimes siblings, one good and one not quite so good. Remember Mama Draga with the kind girl and the selfish girl? And then there's Frau Holler. And then, of course, the sisters in Nora and the Aki Fruit. Angel, who was really very good, and stubborn cross Nora. Remember her? I'm not giving the river one of my Aki's. Poor Nora. You might want to make up your own story with that plot. Thanks very much to Liz Weir for sharing those. Now, lots of you have joined our Owlets Club, so it's time to dig deep into our bag of happies and say thank you and hello to some new Owlets. And a special hello to six-year-old Maggie, who is from Bolston Lake in New York. Maggie's favourite story so far is Baba Yaga. She also enjoys the stories told by Masako Carey. And she loves drawing while she listens. Welcome to the nest, Maggie. And hello to new owlet Cora from West Hartford in Connecticut in the US. Cora is eight and her little brother Holden is three. Cora particularly likes scary stories. I hope you're enjoying listening to them now that you're an owlet, Cora. Heading west now to Nebraska in the US to welcome new owlets Jillian, who is seven, and her brother Adam, who is 12. Happy listening. I hope you're enjoying the bonus stories. And swoop across to Europe now to say hello to Rohan in Switzerland. Rohan is seven and loves to listen to super great kids' stories during car journeys. His favourite one is the magic orange tree. Ah, oh, I agree, Rohan. That is a beautiful tale. And let's fly up to Canada now and welcome new owlet Ruby, who is four. Ruby particularly likes the ghost with the bloody finger and the hairy toe. Good for you, Ruby. Very brave. And we'll swoop down now to Michigan in the US to say woo-woo-woo-woo and hello to five-year-old Owlet and super great story fan Onyx Ivory. And back to upstate New York to welcome seven-year-old Eva who listens to the stories most days. Eva's two favourite stories are Mama Dragger and The Four Dragons though she said she found it very hard to choose. Well, you picked two very good ones there, Eva. Well done. And finally, hello and thank you to long-term owlets and Kofi donors, David, who recently turned seven, and his little sister, Elise, who is four. Glad you're a big fan of the stories, David. I hope you had a happy day. 
And thanks to all of you who are subscribing to our podcast. If you'd like to join and hear our stories advert-free, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, which you can find on our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. If you subscribe, there are over 35 bonus stories and at least 18 super great scary stories waiting to terrify you. <laughs> and now, here are our Pick of the Week pictures which you've sent in. Seven-year-old Juniper from Rocky Mount, North Carolina in the US has drawn a comic picture of Tom Tit Tot. I love your spinning wheel in the background and the mean little imp swinging his tail in a menacing way. And the way that the princess is wearing her crown in a jaunty, lopsided way. She looks as if she's having fun, pretending she doesn't know his name. But we, the viewer, know that she knows the answer perfectly well. Well done, Juniper. You captured that key moment in the story just perfectly. And Evie, who is seven from Calgary in Canada, sent us a beautiful picture inspired by Watamama with lots of turquoise waves surrounding the mermaid as she combs her hair. And Abigail, her sister who is five, drew the colourful snake from how the rainbow got into the sky with all the bits scattered around for the birds to choose. I wonder which colour you'd have chosen, Abigail, if you were a bird. Thanks very much for sharing these. And thanks to all of you who sent in pictures. If you'd like to see them, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. That's it for this week. Keep telling your stories and singing your songs. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in fabulous Fitzrovia in London. 